Welcome to Con Cafe for the 27th day of January, year of our Lord, 2022. Praise God. He's been blessing us. We get to live another day and uh, lots to do and many people still to reach. We're looking at Psalm 71, the first six verses of that beautiful Psalm in the message version of the Bible. I'm calling it the best guest room. Say that five times. The best guest room. And I pray it bless your life and helps you with whatever it is that you may be facing, whatever it is that you may be running from or to, to help you be the best person, the best Christian you can in terms of serving God, being faithful and fruitful to our loving God. So hear now the word of God. Verse one, I run for dear life to God. I'll never live to regret it. Do what you do so well. Get me out of this mess and up on my feet. Put your ear to the ground and listen. Give me space for salvation. Be a guest room where I can retreat. You said your door was always open. You're my salvation, my vast granite fortress. My God, free me from the grip of wicked, from the clutch of bad and bully. You keep me going when times are tough, my bedrock. God, since my childhood, I've hung on you from the day of my birth, the day you took me from the cradle. I'll never run out of praise. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. And we say thanks be to God. Well, dear friends, I'm still debating whether this part will be in the written version of Concafe. And uh, I just wanted to share with you my word of thanks for being a reader and or listener of Concafe. Since 1989, I've been putting together what became Con Café as a, first as an email devotional, which it still is. And then as uh, equipment was gifted to me and I bought some equipment and have other plans for more equipment to buy, you know, I started this podcast and I'm grateful, humbled and shocked <laughs> to report that the Con Café podcast is now heard in 26 countries around the world. I'm also humbled that such a thing could happen, but I give God all the honor and glory. As I said, I started this to bless me and my needs, my spiritual walk. And I also prayed that if any way it could bless someone else, so be it. I chose long ago when setting up the print or email version of Concafe to not know who unsubscribed to it. <laughs> I do know when new uh, subscribers come and I thank them with an email usually. And I praise God for them. But being a human, I discovered that when I knew who it was that chose not to get this devotional or chose to opt out of it, it would hurt me. And I had just read another blogger, devotional person say that he had chosen early on in his podcast or had a blog career or devotion or dedication, vocation, whatever you want to call it, hobby, that uh, he chose not to know for the same reason. So I chose that option of not knowing. Yet, I still know the number of subscribers that I have. And when someone opts out, well, I know it. It kind of hurts me. But again, I don't want to know who it is. I don't need to know who it is. I just pray for them and pray that they find another source or a deeper way to uh, increase their walk with, with Jesus. But uh, in my calling, as I have stressed this week in the devotions, I chose to be a God pleaser and not a people pleaser. And that was especially true as a pastor, that while choosing to preach only Jesus and he is Lord and Savior of my life, 
I was choosing not to do book reports or book reviews or sermons based on comic strips or any other current fad or, or topic. And yes, there's been times that I have addressed current issues because I felt the Bible or that God through the Bible had something to say about that. And friends, to be honest, I only knew the Bible as my source of life and inspiration. That shocked some people who told me in some churches that it had been years since they heard sermons from the Bible. And this even as a district superintendent. Nellie heard, <laughs> that's how it always is, they'll always tell the spouse and never the, the actual pastor, or in, the, in this case, the superintendent, that she cried every time uh, I would come because she knew she would hear um, a Bible-based sermon. And it had been years since she had heard it from her own pastor. And, of course, that uh, shocked uh, me and, and Nellie, and we both talked about it and prayed about it because in some of my own churches, as I started my ministries there, again, it was relayed to me that it had been years since they had heard sermons from the Bible. Now, being naive and new, first time I heard this, I was in my first Southwest Texas Conference church, and I couldn't believe it. And uh, again, we were shocked at that. And so uh, I did I guess what I shouldn't have, maybe I should have, I went through the collections of bulletins from previous pastors. <laughs> and I was shocked and humored at the titles and the sources of sermons. And I'm not putting them down. I'm just different from them. I'm not saying that I'm better than them. I'm just saying that I'm different from them. I have a different sort of calling. I have a different drive to who it is that I will present. And dare I say that as I reviewed those bulletins, I didn't see an altar call in any of those. Now, some of you are saying, well, Reverend, we're not Baptists. We don't cotton much to altar calls. <laughs> well, I did see where an invitation to discipleship was printed. And I thought, well, that can be an altar call, or at least it can be a place to challenge people to become, to become God's people and God's servants. And, and my devotionals have reflected the same. So if you want or feel led, please email me with your thoughts about how this devotional can best serve God and bless your life. Through the years, I have tried different things and you have responded. <laughs> I remember not too long ago, within the last five years, I tried background music on a couple of my Juan Cafés and <laughs> that got mixed right away and I understood and didn't get angry or offended. I tried putting the prayer concern toward the end or completely at the end. And some admitted, pastors included, that they didn't read that far. And so I returned the prayer concerns and prayer updates to the beginning of the piece. And so I dare ask you, do you feel that we need prayer concerns while national devotionals like the Upper Room and Our Daily Bread do not have them? I think I know the answer, but I'd like to hear from you. Um, I know people pray those that read the Upper Room and Our Daily Bread, though they are not told specific needs. But I feel the need now, but make the argument for not including them, and we'll see where that leads us. You know, do having, does our having uh, prayer concerns make us more of a small town or regional effort? Well, whatever. I thank you again for your taking time to listen to this and if I dare print it, I'll say for reading this and for being a reader and listener of this ministry. This is a ministry. It's not to serve Eradio Valverde. It's not to serve Nelly Valverde. It's here to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, God. 
and the Holy Spirit. I especially thank those who have taken time to send me an encouraging word or a word of gratitude for a thought or message that has blessed you. Not that I do it for those reasons, but as a human, again, I from time to time need that encouragement or at least reminder that you're involved in this ministry that I seek to, to please God and to bless my walk. And I'm thankful that sometimes I do bless your walk. And I pray it's making us all stronger and the, all the more better for it. And I pray God richly and wonderfully bless all of you, no matter what you do or do not do for Concafe. God still loves you, and so do I. And there's nothing you can do about it. Well, there is, but God will lead you to that. Thank you, and I will press on. Now, I pray this Thursday be tremendous for you, Concafe people. May God lift your spirits and outlook, dear friend, to see the world from God's point of view. I thank you all again for your prayers, for those who have asked prayers of us. God has had um, her first physical therapy session today, and she's quite the champ. I told her I'm very amazed. I'm very proud of you. You've done amazingly well. And tomorrow she has her second visit here at home. We're very blessed. We're getting Christus home health uh, in our home. And uh, we're very impressed with the gentleman that we had today. And tomorrow we'll have a lady come and help Nellie. And I pray the Lord use them and bless my wife. Now, this woman, my wife, Nellie, in spite of her poor choice and husband, is an amazing woman. She's coming along well. Of course, she has a lot of pain. The PT today <laughs> exerted her, and uh, she's having difficulty going to sleep as I'm in here recording. And I thank you for your prayers for our daughter, Caitlin Munoz. She has also been blessed by your prayers. God has answered her prayers in the way we've asked. As she's finally over the fever and, Lord willing, returns to work tomorrow. Also, her son, our grandson, Eli Munoz, is doing well. He's a ball of energy. What a guy. Miss that little boy. And so, thanks be to God for them. And again, I remind you of the need. Uh, today is the day we pray for Dan uh, Heisey as he goes through his medical need. May God be with him and strengthen him and his family. Uh, Lord bless Kami and Donna, who love him very much and are uh, praying for him. And also for baby Hudson. We can't stop praying for that little guy that God deliver him from whatever it is that's holding him back from being the little boy he was born to be. Amen. Now, back to the devotional. Do you have that friend that no matter how many years it has been since you last saw them, that would open the doors of their house to welcome you in and give you the use of a guest room for however long you needed it? Uh, me neither. <laughs> I kid. Of course I do. And as I read this version of the Bible, I thought of the years I served on the Board of Trustees for Asbury Seminary in Wilmore, Kentucky, and Orlando, Florida. What a chore, having to go to Orlando at least once a year. And of I thank God for my dear friend and brother in Christ, the Reverend David Grout and his lovely wife, Pam, who housed me during visits to the seminary. Pam and David were there at the Methodist Church of Wilmore, and uh, that's one of the most treasured pulpits in Methodism. Some of the great names of writers and evangelists and 
leaders of the United Methodist Church have preached from that pulpit. And I was blessed one one amazing week where I'd been invited to preach at the college, at Asbury College. And as a result of that, I uh, was going to preach at the church, the United Methodist Church of Wilmore. And as a result of that, I got to preach at Resurrection 1999. And as a result of that, I got to meet personally Dr. Maxie Dunham, and as a result of that friendship, I got invited to be on the board of trustees for Asbury Seminary. Dr. Dunham was the president of Asbury Seminary at that time, and what an incredible nine years of uh, serving on that awesome board. Now, when Pam and David moved away, I had to start staying in other places, but their guest room was mine for whenever I needed and for however long I needed it. I felt completely at home there. Their, their guest room was mine, as was their refrigerator and all that they had. And I enjoyed having a place to go and decompress after long meetings and whatnot. And just having two caring souls listen to me and pray with me. And uh, it was truly amazing. And then and once our daughters moved away and found either apartments or home to call their, their own, they had and still have guest rooms with our names on them. And in this passage, here is the incredible blessing for the title of this devotional. The psalmist asked God, be a guest room where I can retreat. You said your door was always open. What a thought. <laughs> you can only imagine what the psalmist had gone through writing it in the original language, in the original tenses and intenses, intentions. But it makes sense to hear this man cry out to God with that confidence to God, who is truly more than a friend, but like a good friend, be a guest room where I can retreat. You said your door was always open. And friends, it still is. God can be that guest room or whatever else you want to call it, refuge or uh strong stronghold or granted for granite fortress god's door is always open amen amen now as we read in the gospels jesus spoke very honestly to the one who dared follow him in luke 9 and here i'm using the old king james version and it says this is uh, verse 58 i believe and it came to pass that as they went in the way a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. In that beautiful English language, King James. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Being the itinerant rabbi and preacher that Jesus was, it is believed he often camped outdoors. If you've ever seen the... Uh, the incredible TV series, an app series based, internet based series on Jesus. It's portrayed in a very positive way the days that Jesus would set up camp with his disciples and not have to rely on anything. Of course, rest was very important to Jesus and to his disciples, but not as important as the lives of those he came to save. He never lacked for anything. For he kept faithful to the message, and God always provided. Now, even in instructions later, when Jesus sends out those who he sent to preach, he urged the mission rather than the comforts of home. 
and God provided. Now, as you find yourself, dear one, sometimes running away from something or someone or running to somewhere, please hear again the faith of the one who wrote the passage. Run to God. Run to God. God will indeed get you out of the messes that you and I sometimes so finely and so completely make for ourselves. And God will even provide and be the guest room where we can retreat. God can and will free us from the grip of everything evil and will fuel our journeys to wherever it is that we need to go. And we can one day say, as did the psalmist, that from the day of our birth, the day you took us from the cradle, we would never run out of praise. That means we'd never have things for which we were not grateful to the point of giving God praise. Indeed, and amen. Let's pray. Loving Father, this dear friend has run long enough. You know them, you love them, and you know precisely what they're running away from or where they're running to. They are tired, they are weary. And they stand in need of you in whom to rest. While it may still seem like the shadows of the one or the thing that is chasing them loom larger, show them that you are even larger and mightier than whatever evil or wicked thing may be in pursuit. It could be an illness. It could be a loved one. It could be a work companion. It could be a classmate. You, Father, know better than anyone else, but I pray that in the name of Jesus, you grant to this dear reader peace and rest and the new energy for the new day ahead. And it's in Christ Jesus that we pray. Amen. Friends, I thank you for tuning in and being a listener of this podcast and a reader of Concafe. And I pray that if this has blessed you, that you would forward it to someone it's incredible the number of people that have told me, uh, I send this to my son or my grandson, my granddaughter. I send this to an old classmate. And uh, they, they ask me when I don't do that. Where, where is that concave or whatever it's called? I didn't have it for my day to day. Could you please send me one? And so I pray that, friend, uh, this was meant to bless God. And if it has blessed you, bless someone else. And again, I thank you and I appreciate you. Have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Show someone the awesome guest room that awaits the weary in God. Receive my blessings of joy and peace. I'm Pastor Adivaldeverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And please know how much I love you and how much I thank God for you. And I pray that uh, this ministry bless you in rich and wonderful ways. Amen. Amen.